Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, good morning and welcome back on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. It is Behind Enemy Lines Wednesday of Ohio State versus Rutgers week. And so we are joined by uh, Rutgers Rivals reporter Chris Nalwaski, who covers Rutgers very closely and is going to give us a good idea of what to expect when the Buckeyes head out to Piscataway this weekend. Chris, thanks for some time. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, I'm excited to do this, uh, you know, talk some Rutgers Ohio State. Should be a fun game. I think uh, I think this has a chance to be maybe the most competitive game in the you know fairly brief series history, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for crazy Big Ten football fans that might watch every game. Uh, I think the fact that Rutgers is getting better isn't going to surprise them. But for folks that maybe haven't, you know, paid attention to, to teams outside of Ohio State, uh, there's still the stigma around uh, we're playing Rutgers and, you know, this is going to be another 56 to nothing <laughs> game. I, I really can't stress enough that I don't think this is that kind of Rutgers team. Um, just from a 10,000 foot view, why do you feel that this program has taken some good steps in the right direction here? Uh, well, the first, obviously, the first big change is obviously, you know, hiring back Greg Chiano, um, former Ohio State, you know, coach there. Um, he's completely changed, changed the program for the better. Um, everyone has bought into the culture. You know, everything is about, you know, keep chopping. Um, you know, if the if any of the players didn't buy in, you know, they're not there. Um, you know, the talent is, you know, getting better and better. Even the guys that were here, pre- you know, previously from the previous staffs. Um, you know, the whole team is just improving. Um, you know, last week, you know, they went toe-to-toe to Michigan. They almost won. Um, you know, everything everything is just getting better. Um, you know, the effort's there. Um, you know, everyone is – it's really just the culture. Everyone thinks, you know, everyone's confident. Um, all the guys think they believe that they can win every game. And, um, yeah, that that's that's about it, you know. Um, you know, Rutgers is just getting better, I guess. The, the, you know, the last two games now between what they did last week and then last year when they went deep into multiple overtimes against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize Michigan right now isn't the power that they have typically been, uh, but I still consider Michigan to be a, you know, a, a competent, good football program. Sure. Um, you know, the, their biggest challenge is they haven't beaten Ohio State, but they're still, you know, they're still a competitive, good team. And the fact that Rutgers has gone toe-to-toe with them now two years in a row tells me that, you know, look right there. That's that's a great reason why uh, why you'd see this, you know, th- this team improving. Um, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing that stands out to me, and, and perhaps you can elaborate on this a little bit, it, you know, in, in years past when Rutgers was just dismal, one of the things that stuck, stood out to me was that they were undisciplined and, you know, committed a lot of really stupid penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, this year... Rutgers is one of the least penalized teams in America. I think they're like third right now in both penalties per game and in uh, penalty yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their special teams units have been very, very good. Um, you know, if you're not committing sloppy fouls and if you're able to play some field position game, I realize two of their four games so far have come against some some lesser opponents. But sure. 
to me, that's a, a great sign of, of moving things in the right direction. No. Yeah. Um, that's been a big talking point, all the above. Um, you know, they're, you know, like you said, they're not committing penalties. You know, if not, if not, if you're not committing penalties, um, you know, mm-hmm. you're always going to give yourself a chance. Um, one of the main also things is they're not turning the ball over. They had, they had their first turnover last week. Uh, you know, the last drive of the game of the season. Um, and you know, if you know, Shannon always talks about you know the ball is a program. Um, if you if you go to practice, you know you hear that almost almost every couple seconds. You know the ball is a program. Um, you know you need the ball to score other than a safety, as as Shannon always says. Um, so you know if other team doesn't have the ball, they can't score. If you have the ball, you can score. Um, penalties is is another big thing, like you said. Um, and um, it's 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 really the it's really those two things. They're really disciplined. Um, they did have a, f- a couple, you know, kind of bad penalties against Michigan, but other, other than that, um, they've been doing really well. And uh, you know, going back to turnovers again, um, you know, heading into the game, they led the nation in turnover in turnover par- turnover margin. I think it was like yeah. plus plus three point five or so. Um, they had like eight eight takeaways already. Um, they haven't had any the last two games, um, so I know that's a big emphasis. You know, getting some this week and. Um, Against and against a team like Ohio State, they're gonna they're gonna need to get turnovers on on the defensive side of the ball, um, in order to give themselves a chance. So, uh, but it goes back to the culture, you know. Again, you know, everyone's buy everyone's buying in. Everyone swarms to the ball. Um, they take care of the ball. They make good decisions, and uh, they're just playing really smart too. Let's talk about uh, a couple of the individual players. Um, you know, in particular, I, I think you guys have gotten increasingly better quarterback play the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. You know, Noah's back again this year. It always helps when you have a returning starter. Give us an idea of what you really like about uh, about Noah's competition. Yeah, um, you know he does. He won't wow you with his arm. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. And when you look at him, like he doesn't kind of have the look of like a big time, you know, big Big Ten quarterback or or whatever. Uh, but he just he just, he gets the job done. He's a, he's pretty accurate. Um, he makes good good decisions. Like I said, you know, he hasn't. Uh, he had the one fumble against Michigan in the last drive, but you know they're they're trying to make something happen. You know, you know they're down by a touchdown late in the game, um, but he hasn't thrown a pick. You know he's been really smart with the ball. Um, he spreads the ball around to a bunch of receivers. Um, he can also run the ball too. Um, he's a very effective runner. He's not the fastest, but he's he's very mobile, and um, you know it helps it helps you know really move you know move the chains that way. Um, he's a, he's a big leader. You know, I know he says in the past that he wants to get into coaching when he's done playing. I um, mean, obviously he'll play as long as he can, as he always says too. But um, he's he's a really good leader. He commands the offense. He commands the huddle. Um, it's good that he's back in the second year with the offensive coordinator again, so that everything everything helps too with that. So, well, from a rushing attack perspective, Isaiah Pacheco kind of stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly your thoughts on Isaiah, but even beyond him. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah's, you know, they call him Pop. You know, he runs hard. He, you know, his head's always bobbing around when he runs. Uh, he, you know, he he runs angry. He runs with great emotion. Um, he, it seems like he got, um, you know, faster this year. Um, he can catch the ball the bat, catch the ball in the backfield. Uh, behind him, Kyle Manungai and Aaron Young have both played well. Manungai, um, is kind of like a little bit smaller back, but he can hit you. He can. He could run over you. Um, you know, Aaron Young is a very good pass catcher. He's, he's versatile. Um, you know, they have they have three really good running backs that you know they could use at any moment of the game, and they're not afraid to use them too. You know, Kyle Manungai, You know, he he barely played last year at all as a freshman, uh, but he was in a critical third down in in game one, first quarter, 
Uh, so, you know, they trust him. They trust all three guys, honestly. And they both kind of have different skill sets, which kind of helps, you know, different, different, you know, plays and everything like that. Give us an idea of the identity of this offense. Um, and, and, you know, in general, if, if, Greg Ruck, if, if Greg Schiano's team is having its way and they can play the way they want to play, what does that offense look like? I, I really think they want to run the ball. Um, they're not the best at running the ball. You know, it all goes back to the offensive line play. Uh, but, you know, they want to run the ball. They want to keep the clock going. They want to keep the ball in their in their hands, like I've you know mentioned a couple of times already. Um, I know the offense quarter, Sean Gleason, he also wants to throw the ball deep. Um, he, wants, he wants a vertical game to kind of stretch out the defense, which – you know, will help in the in the run game as well. Um, but you know, they wanna, you know, keep keep control of the ball also. So they're gonna be smart. Um, you know, little passes, you know, Aaron and Kukchenk. Uh Kukchenk is a big is a big uh, weapon in the offense with you know jet sweeps or you know short short passes out wide over the middle. Um they don't really use the tight ends all too much. Uh they mostly are blockers, but you know they'll they'll hit you um with the you know surprise you know throw every once in a while. Um, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball because I think for as much as you need to score and, and as much as they have played fine offensively, to me, the thing that's been most impressive is the way they played defense, especially late in games. I mean, the fourth quarter defense, especially against Michigan, was very, very good. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't believe they've given up a point in the fourth quarter of a game all season long. Is there something different that you're seeing from the defense when they get to the fourth quarter, or is that just sort of, you know, a, a confluence of circumstances um i think i think it's just you know kind of the flow of the game um you know against against michigan you know uh, between the third and fourth quarters they allowed four straight three and outs and that, and that allowed Rutgers to kind of you know get back in the game you know i think they just settle in you know they they swarm to the ball they they try and rip the ball away um you know that they just kind of you know play fast and Play, play loose. I think, you know, the defense, you know, you know, Shiano is all about defense. And, um, you know, he always says, you know, he wants, you know, Rutgers can have a chance if they're in the game in the fourth quarter and they've, and they've been able to do that. Um, and then, you know, I think, I think this team has just played, played really well. Um, they kind of mesh well together. You know, they just got, you know, cornerback Patrice Renee back last week. Um, he missed the first couple of games. You know, he was, you know, he didn't play a ton, but, you know, he's a, he's a veteran corner. Uh, you know, it's his sixth year. You know, they got the extra year uh, from the NCAA, from the pandemic stuff. But um, overall, the, there's, you know, almost all the starters are back on defense, uh, which always which always helps, too. So, you know, they, they, they've improved and, you know, they've just been playing you know, playing well. I feel like the, the three wins for Rutgers have all been kind of different games. You know, mm -hmm. you, you play Delaware and the offense is just firing right out of the gates. Sure. Uh, four scores, I think, in the first five possessions. The the game against Syracuse was scoreless at halftime. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes yeah. you got to, you know, the, the the sign of a good team is figuring out ways to win games when maybe you're not playing at your best. Mm -hmm. I realize there might be a little bit of a of a difference in competition between, uh, you know, a Power Five program and sure. say, you know, Temple or Delaware. But it's, mm -hmm. I mean, look, it's still Division One football. Um, and Rutgers is a, a growing program. I was impressed with the way that they have found different ways to win games. Is that something that stands out to you? Yeah, uh, that actually brings up a good point. Also, I didn't, I didn't really think about that, but that's that's really good. Um, you know, I know I was talking to uh, you know Noah Vedral there yesterday actually, and um, you know he 
you know, every every player you talk to, every other word of their mouth is about chop and keep chopping. And um, I guess no matter the score, no matter the circumstance, you know, all I gotta do is keep is keep is keep chopping, and uh, you know, just get through that play. And um, you know, that's really the whole you know the whole mantra, the whole slogan, the whole whole culture of the program is is no no matter the score, you know, they're always gonna have a chance to win if you just keep chopping and just keep going on the next play. You know, you know, Noah always says that you know he doesn't look at the scoreboard, he only looks at the scoreboard. You know, when it says zero 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 at the end. Um, they, they just keep playing, and um, you know, no matter what, they're always gonna try and get the job done. Um, and like you said, it depends on the opponent too. You know, who knows? You know, like you said, you know, Delaware they threw the ball a lot. In you know, other games, they run the ball and play good defense. Um, so, you know, at, at some point, this team's gonna be really dangerous if you know everything's clicking all at once. Saw a couple of interesting notes on the Temple win to open the year. Mm-hmm. And again, Temple is, you know, they play in the American Athletic Conference. So we're not talking about an FCS opponent here. They are, you know, they are a competitive, uh, you know, mid-major Division One football team. Mm-hmm. Um, final score in that game was 61-14 to 14 for Ohio State fans that, that didn't follow it. So it was a, a season-opening blowout. But Rutgers scored five different ways <laughs> on ten scores. They had a yeah. safety, a field goal a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and an interception return for a touchdown. Uh, they had six total rushing touchdowns in the game, which was the most in a, in a Greg Schiano era. So they, you know, multifaceted uh, attack, uh, both yeah. offensively and defensively there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 61 points for Rutgers uh, marked the most in a season opener against an F- uh, FBS opponent. It was the most points against an FBS opponent overall since they scored 63 back in 2008 against Louisville. So, um, you know, this, this is definitely a team that is showcasing. They've got some talent. They've got some athletes. And, you know, Chris, when I I think back to last year's Ohio state game, Mm -hmm. the Buckeyes were never in danger of losing. And I don't Mm -hmm. think Ohio state fans ever really sweated it out. Sure. But I also would say it probably wasn't the most comfortable win that Ohio state had all year either. I mean, there were, there were some gimmicky things that happened in the second half, but <laughs> yeah. by the same token, you you sit there and respect the fact that a team that was getting pounded in the first half came out and kept swinging in the second half, as Ryan Day so often likes to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the game's sixty minutes long; you got to play full sixty. And sure. uh, I thought, for me, that was a that was a nice reminder that this Rutgers team is, you know, sick of getting kicked around, and that they they've got some athletes and they're going to play a full game against you. Sure, it's 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 all about you know the uh, keep. It's all about the you know the chop and keep chopping. Um, so I know I know Shiano said last week and all the players said last week heading into the mission game, you know that they want to you know see how they stacked up. Um, you know now they know now they know they come up a little short, but you know they're getting better, and they and they're saying the same thing this week. You know they want to see how they stack up against Ohio State, and um, you know they're just gonna play hard. They're gonna play their game. They're gonna you know they always say they have a good game plan. Um, but yeah, like you said, they score in different ways. They could, you know, they're, you know, playing very well in offense, defense and special teams. You know, I think their confidence level is high too. If you have confidence, so you can just go out there and play free. Um, they're obviously the underdogs in this game. So, you know, they don't really have any pressure. Um, there are, you know, it's a home game. They have their fans back. You know, I think, I think there's going to be a sellout pretty soon. Um, everyone's, everyone's pretty amped up about the game. So I think, I think Rutgers is just going to give it all they got. And, um, you know, they always say, um, you know, they're confident and they have talent too. So, you know, it's not played on it's not playing on paper. It's always playing on the field. So, 
I, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Ola Kunle Farukazi. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Nailed it. Oh, oh three for short. If you <laughs> want to, I would imagine that, uh, you know, he's, he's sort of the heartbeat of the defense right now. Um, top 20 in the country in tackles and, and mm-hmm. a guy that stands out when you watch tape, G- give us an idea what you like about his game. Yeah, he can he can honestly go sideline to sideline. Um, he's aggressive. Um, he gets into the backfield too. You know, he he blitzes. Um, he's pretty good at coverage. Um, I think I think he's had a pretty quiet season relatively compared to last year. Um, but you know, he's a he's a big thumper. He's a leader of the defense, like you said. Um, he's just a really good player. And um, you know, he had, he actually had a chance last year to you know leave for the NFL draft, but he opted to come back as you know as the rest of the team did really. And, um, you know, he's he's improved, though, also, you know, despite kind of kind of been quiet. I think I think he's really kind of been quiet because you kind of expect him to, you know, be the tackling machine like like he has been still this year. Um, he leads the you know team in tackles and everything. So, um, yeah, like you said, he's he's a really good player. And, um, you know, he, he's kind of a quiet guy, you know, off the field. But on the field, he just flips a switch, you know. It's so weird to talk about special teams in such a light, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like we are totally ignoring one of the bright spots of this team if we don't recognize what they've done with their special teams units. Um, you've got a second-year special teams coordinator, but I think it goes beyond him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 62-yard punt return for a touchdown in the Delaware game for Aaron Cruikshank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the kick return units last year had three kick returns for touchdowns which was among uh, the, the best nationally. Um, you know, net punting right now is, it's kind of ridiculous how good mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they set a school record last year at, at more than 42 yards net punting, and this year right around that same mark and, and number one in the country so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, you know, a third of the way through the season. Um, since 2009, Rutgers has blocked 56 kicks. Mm-hmm. 56. I realize we're talking about 12 years, but come on, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. 61 times they've, they've blocked a kick uh, under a, a Greg Schiano coach team. Why in the world is this team so good at special teams? I, th- I think it goes back. They just practice it a ton. You know, they spend a lot of time in practice on special teams and, you know, they play all, you know, pretty much all their, their mm-hmm. best players, their stars on special teams too. Um, you know, they don't really play like, you know, the freshman linebacker, you know, just trying to trying to make something happen, get get getting his feet wet. You know, they have you know Fatukasi, they have you know Avery Young, they have you know all those all the starters on defense playing special teams, and um, you know it's a big it's a big part of the game. They spend a lot of time on it. Um, you know, you could score in special teams, you could you know change change games in special teams. You know, a lot a lot of teams, you know, maybe don't think of it as a big area, but but Rutgers and Shannon does, and you know it helps them. It helps them you know be competitive. It helps them win games, honestly. Um, you know, Adam Corsack is one of the best punters in the country. I think he's the best punter. Um, he's you know, two time Ray Guy Award player of the week already this season. Um, I think he kind of gets snubbed a lot by the Big Ten, but but nationally, he's he's recognized a lot. Um, Valentino Ambrosio, a kicker, um, he was a former soccer player at Rutgers. Um, he, he came in last year and uh, did, a, did a pretty good job. You know, Kukshank, Kukshank is you know, one of the best returners in the country. Um, he's 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 up there in terms of you know almost breaking the Ruck, uh, Rutgers return record uh, off the top of my head I don't remember the exact numbers but um, he's obviously you know every time he catches the ball he kind of makes you hold your breath a little bit 
and they do a good job blocking for him. Uh, you know, blocking kicks, you know, it goes back to, you know, just having their best players. You know, they always have, you know, they kind of pick their spots on when to do it too. And I think that helps, um, you know, maybe other teams are nervous too. Maybe they think about it too much. I don't know, but um, they, they just do a really good job overall as special teams. And, um, you know, they, even, even their, even their snappers are good, the holders are good. Um, so and overall special teams is just a really big part of the team. I know Ohio State fans uh, certainly enjoy looking at the future of the program and for as much as the what have you done for me lately crowd, you know, studies and looks and criticizes the uh, current roster. Um, you know, recruiting is the lifeblood of college sports. And if you can't recruit well, it's pretty difficult to, to win games. Um, just in, in taking a brief look at Rutgers, I mean, they've got a number of four-star players coming in mm -hmm. next year and, and certainly seem to be attracting some good talent. Give us an idea of, of maybe some of the guys that Rutgers fans are looking forward to bringing on campus here soon. Yeah, earlier, I, I know right now they're, according to rivals, they're ranked 30th in the country. You know, a couple months ago when, you know, when the cycle kind of first started in the spring, um, they were up to number 10 or so, number nine. Um, they've been recruiting really well. Um, their class is pretty much almost done, as far as I know. Um, but they do have a lot of four stars, like you said. You know, Jacob Allen is a really good, you know, four-star offensive lineman. Um, you know, Moses Walker, Anthony Johnson, two really hard-hitting linebackers on the second level of the defense. Um, Amarion Brown is a receiver from Florida, another four-star. Um, I think I think he's going to need, you know, a year or two in the in the you know weight room with Coach Shea Butler. But he's a he's a big playmaker. Um, Sam Sam Brown is a very good running back, dual threat guy. Um, and uh, the kid, they have a safety from Union, uh, Davison Igbinison. Um, his brother's on the team. Uh, I think he's going to be possibly better than his brother. Um, he, I think he's going to get a four star at some point. Um, you know, according to you know that you know all the other guys on the site. Um, but overall, um, they're they're recruiting really well. You know, Shannon has brought you know a really big buzz back to the program. Um, and and the one main takeaway from the class that I like, um, I'm a big believer. In, you know kind of, you know, building the program from the inside out. And they have six offensive linemen committed in the in the class. And the one commit from the 2023 class is also an O-lineman. Um, you know, O-lineman, you know, Rutgers, you know, you know, before the season started, you know, Shannon was talking about how, you know, the offensive line will take will take Rutgers as far as it, as far as it can go. And um, they've been improving, um, but they haven't really settled on, settled on the offensive line. Uh, you know, they've been still mixing and matching. And I think getting, you know, more talent in the program is always going to up the competition. Shannon's big on, big on really, you know, big on competition. And, um, you know, they want to they want to compete in the Big Ten. And in order to do that, you got to have good linemen. And um, they've been really focusing on that. Uh, let's wrap up maybe just kind of talking about uh, the outlook of the season moving forward here for Rutgers. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't – I'm sure within the walls of the, you know, of their own complex – you always have to believe you can win every game and you have to believe yeah. you can compete for a conference championship. But the reality is they're probably not quite there yet. Um, progressing, but not, not where they yeah. need to be quite yet. Mm -hmm. So this might be a tough game for Rutgers to win. It would yeah. certainly register quite a shockwave across the country if, if they picked up a win this weekend. But beyond that, you know, what are, what are a few of the games that Rutgers fans are looking at on their schedule saying, Hey, that's, that's a game we can really get. Yeah, I think the month after the Ohio State game, the month of October is is really critical. Um, you know, Rutgers has three wins right now already. They're halfway to a bowl game. Um, you know, they had three wins last year in the Big Ten only season. Uh, but October this year is, is really big for them. 
Um, they have, you know, Michigan State at home. Michigan State, they beat Michigan State last year in the season opener. Uh, you know, the Spartans are a lot better than they were last year when Rutgers played them. So that's going to be a tough game. But, you know, they also have Northwestern on the road, Illinois at, on the road. Um, and, 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 yeah, so October is going to be a really big month to kind of maybe get, you know, two more wins and going into November just needed one more to get to a bowl game. So, uh, you know, Illinois and Northwestern are definitely big games in October. And then Indiana in, in November, um, Indiana's maybe not the Indiana that, you know, we thought they were going to be, you know, this season. Um, they're, they're, they're certainly beatable. Um, and then of course you have Maryland to finish out the season. It's kind of, you know, the kind of like, kind of like on par, I guess, with Rutgers. So, um, you know, they have to win the toss up games. Um, if, if they don't, it's going to be tough. You know, they still have Penn state and Wisconsin left also. So, um, those are, you know, some of the games that they really need to, you know, try and win, obviously. You know, looking forward to watching this program grow. Admittedly, while, you know, I, I certainly cover Ohio State, I, mm -hmm. I love college athletics. Uh, and, I, and frankly, I love a lot of different college sports. And and I always find it fun to watch a program that, you know, is at the bottom of the pile and is trying to figure out a way to scratch and claw their way, you know, up into a, a really competitive spot. And, um, you know, the, the the nature of college sports is that, your team is different every year. You've got natural attrition. Some guys leave. There's all this crazy stuff now going on with the transfer portal and, <laughs> yeah, sure. um, you know, rosters can flip drastically from year to year, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps more so now than ever before. But I, I just, I, I'm enjoying watching Rutgers build something that looks a heck of a lot more competitive because I don't, I don't think anybody in the big 10, you know, really enjoyed watching this team play. Now as an Ohio state fan, I realize you're probably not particularly worried about this game yet. Rutgers sure. is not on Ohio State's level. And again, if, if the Buckeyes lose this game this weekend, it's going to be a pretty rough week for Ohio <laughs> State uh, next week. I, I think that's pretty unlikely. But Rutgers is far more respectable now. And, and I think that's good for the Big Ten. I don't want to sure. see any teams that are truly awful. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, just kind of kind of judging by by this game, you know, this, I think uh, I don't know if you're into like betting and everything like that, but you know, the spread is about is about 15 points. You know, last yeah, year it was double that. I don't want to cut you off, but how in the yeah. world is the spread between Ohio State and Rutgers tighter than Michigan and Rutgers? Yeah, I think I think I think you know college football is just was is just really impressed with with Rutgers. I know I know Michigan moved up in the AP standings. You know after a win against Rutgers, usually you know it, it goes down or something like that. So you know I you know Michigan was expected to blow to completely blow out Rutgers. Um, it, it looked that way after the first drive when when Michigan thing ran for like sixty four like the, of the seventy four yards in the drive for the easy touchdown. Um, but Rutgers really responded well and. Honestly, they out they outplay game outplay Michigan the rest of the way. They had more yards, they had more rush they had more rushing yards, and Michigan led the led the nation, you know, in in, in rushing. Um, I think I think just more respect, like you said, is going toward you know going toward the Scarlet Knights, um, which is which is always which is always positive, I guess. Uh, you know, so Sage Ohio says uh, they think that the the spread is tighter because it's at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, but. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't know. I, and I will say this. I mean, I had some conversations with some friends last week about the Michigan Rutgers game. And when I saw that spread was 21, I, I mean, I've never placed a sports bet in my life. That's not yeah. my thing, but I, right. I would have hammered Rutgers in that game. <laughs> there is no way they were 21 points worse than Michigan. I don't care if that game was being played in Ann Arbor or not. <laughs> um, 
I, you know, I just have a hard time thinking that that the spread between Ohio State and Rutgers should be tighter than what Michigan and Rutgers was. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't make the odds. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. So, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Anything that um, we haven't touched that you think Ohio State fans should or would want to know? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I know, I know the weather is supposed to be nice on Saturday. I don't know if, I don't know if you know, that helps with anything, but you know, the, it should be a good crowd in all honesty. Um, I think, you know, Rutgers is just excited to go out there and see how they match up with, with Ohio state this time around. Um, maybe, maybe the going, going back to the spread thing, maybe, maybe it's because Ohio state hasn't looked kind of like Ohio state this season. Um, but you know, it should be a good game. Um, I think, I think Rutgers is just going to come out swinging. They had no pressure. Um, you know, they had they're gonna have the fans behind them this time around. So um, I think it should be a good game. So well, the Buckeyes certainly have had a, a few moments of frustration early on. You know, the losing to Oregon by only a touchdown in a game that felt like a lot more than a, a seven-point loss. Um, you know, beating Minnesota in a really hard fought game that you know you look back on and maybe you see more deficiencies than you realized in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a win over Tulsa that didn't feel nearly as comfortable as the final score would indicate with a three touchdown win. Uh, but finally last week playing an Akron zips team that is certainly struggling and, and trying to build something. Um, you know, right now they are unfortunately for them, one of the worst teams in, in division one football. Uh, and I think the Buckeyes looked a lot more last week, like what you'd expect. Sure. Uh, perhaps there's some question marks around whether or not CJ Stroud's going to play. Maybe that's why the, the spread is tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Day has not yet made that decision as we shoot this on Wednesday morning, or at least he hasn't publicly announced it, but he did say at his press conference yesterday that if CJ is healthy and available, he's the guy. And he said, it, no, no uncertain terms. You know, there's no quarterback controversy in his mind. In fact, he, he said he was not even really open to the idea that Kyle McCord or Jack Miller could have played so well last weekend that they could have just run with the job. Um, this is CJ Stroud's job in, in Ryan Day's words, uh, unless he's not able to go. So maybe that's part of the reason why it's a tighter spread. I'm, I'm just sure. having a hard time wrapping my head around the idea that, <laughs> that the Ohio State Rutgers spread yeah. is better than yeah. Michigan Rutgers. I, I, I think when it's all said and done, the Ohio State will cover and will win by at least, you know, three three touchdowns. But um, if, if Rutgers is in the game in the fourth quarter, as Shannon likes to say also, then you know, it's a it's a moral i mean there's no moral victories but it's it'll be it would be a win you know for the fans and maybe recruiting too that you know Rutgers are getting more more competitive and uh everything, everything like that so, again man i um i just keep going back to special teams yeah yeah you know ohio state special teams units have been fine they have they have certainly not been a liability um but the number of kicks that Rutgers has blocked uh, their their ability to flip field position. I I could see something happening on special teams that you know the Buckeyes sure. all of a sudden are looking around at each other going wait what just happened? <laughs> sure, um, I, I know I know special teams. Yeah, I know I know last year against Ohio State too. Uh, they returned a punt. I, I believe it was against Ohio State. So yep. um, you know they're always. I feel like the team in general is more aggressive this year, even on offense. Um, so they're going to, they're going to try and go for it. They're going to try and move, move the chains and, and, and keep the ball. Chris, where can, uh, if Ohio State fans are, are hoping to read up on Rutgers or follow the Scarlet Knights this week, where can they find your work? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can, you know, head over to, you know, the Rutgers rivals. It's also the night report.net. Um, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Nowoski. 
Um, yeah, well, we have content, you know, all the time. Uh, we we sometimes do a, a video, you know, post game show also, so so you guys can check that out if you're interested. Um, not sure on timing; it's always it depends on how long you know, interviews and everything that goes. But um, you know, we have plenty of content, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, certainly enjoyed the conversation. Have uh, have fun this weekend, and and hope it's a good game. Sure, of course. Thank you. All right, Chris Nowoski from Rutgers Rivals. That wraps up Behind Enemy Lines here on Buckeyes Now. We've got lots of good coverage coming, including uh, some scouting report with a couple of video clips along the way. You can check that out on Buckeyes Now. We've got lots of new stuff coming up on the YouTube channel here over the next couple of days as well as we get ready for Ohio State and Rutgers on Saturday afternoon. I'm Brendan Gulick. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. Ohio State and Rutgers reopening the Big Ten play for the Buckeyes this weekend.